Welcome everybody back to Fryer Talk. Today we're going to be talking about Ha Sung Kim and it's going to be a little bit different episode than I think we've ever done before. We're going to have a, a full out debate. So Chase is going to be pro keeping Ha Sung Kim. Isaac is going to be for trading him. They're going to give their pieces. I might ask a couple questions. I'm going to be the judge and at the end of the episode I'm going to decide. I'm not looking at anything. I'm not, I don't have any Kim stats up. I don't have anything up like that. I'm just going to hear out their takes. And based on that, we're going to decide, does Hassan Kim need to be traded before opening day? Um, not the Padres opening day because they play in Korea and everyone seems to be like, oh no, we can't trade Kim because we have the Korea series. Because the Korea series, the, the series in Seoul is about a week before the actual season starts. They can have him for those two games and trade him right before the season. That's very realistic to happen because most of those trades that happen right before the season happened like a couple days before the season. As we remember, in 2022, the Padres did that. They acquired a bunch of guys right like the day before. Um, and that that's like a lot of times where you see those trades. You either see them before spring actually starts, right at the beginning of spring, or towards the very end of spring training. So we're kind of talking about him after the Soul Series, before the true opening day of baseball. But with that said, Chase, kick it off. Why do, we need, why do the Padres need to keep Kim? Well, one, we don't have a lot of money to replace Kim with, and there's no guarantee for the people that we trade Kim for MLB-ready prospects that can provide any set of value to what Kim would create for the Padres. I mean, last year he had, let's see, I believe it was nearly a five-war season, if not five-war he did a 4.4 according to fan graphs. And then according to baseball reference, it's probably higher because baseball reference always is a little bit different. One, he's secondly, he's the best defender probably in all of baseball when it comes to the infield. His bat has only been getting better either. One, he brings in a huge fan base. He always gets the team going. He's kind of the heart and soul of the team along with Tatis. His bat has been better and better each His numbers have increased and increased each year. If you get rid of him, that means you probably have to slide Cronenworth over to second, and then who's going to play first? We don't really have a first baseman. Well, you can argue, hey, you know what? We have Jackson Merrill. Well, then who's going to play left field? We are not really in a good position to trade for trade Kim for prospects. We need MLB-ready talent and – if we do get MLB-ready talent, it's not going to be comparable to what Kim could possibly do for the Padres. We already don't really have a DH. Our DH at the beginning of the year is going to be Machado because he can't throw. But after that, who's our DH going to be? We haven't signed another first baseman. We don't have a DH. We don't have a left fielder, and we don't have enough prospects that are ready in the MLB to supply that talent that Kim already has and is only – continuously gotten better throughout his years as a Padre. So I just don't think right now it makes sense, especially at the beginning of the year. Sure, if you some guys start to come up and show their worth, maybe you can trade them then. But at the beginning of the year, the Padres are in no position to replace Kim with guys that we, we're just simply – we can only afford cheap talent, and we have too many holes right now to replace him with the money that we have – 
allotted to the rest of free agency for a left-handed pitcher, left fielder, DH, and possibly a platoon first baseman. Now, uh, obviously, I'm for trading Ha Seong Kim. Um, he's under contract this year, obviously. He's going to be $7 million in 2024 with a mutual option in 2025. The mutual option usually does not get um, exercised. You, I mean, we know in this case, of course, the Padres are going to be like, oh, of course we want to keep you. Well, Ha Seong Kim's not sticking around for $7 million, and we know that. He's a very valuable player. Posted a 4-4 war on fan graphs. And Chase, you're right, because on baseball reference, they do value defense a lot more. He posted probably like a, over a 5 war on baseball reference. Um, now, defense is, of course, a very valuable thing. However, you look at – he is probably the best infielder, one of the best infielders in baseball. But the best defensive player on our team – won a platinum glove, 26 defensive runs saved. He's in the outfield right now. He is probably a more marketable player than Haseon Kim. And I know a lot of people's argument is, um, you know, Haseon Kim is a very marketable player. People love him, yada, yada, yada. People love Fernando Tatis Jr. People love Manny Machado. People love Joe Musgrove. People love you Darvish, so on and so forth. So it's not like people are going to stop coming to the ballpark. They already sold out all their tickets, whatever it is. Um, people will continue to come to the ballpark because – the guy everyone really wants to see is Fernando Tatis Jr. People that aren't Padres fans like us, they come to the ballpark to see Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, I pulled up some of his stats, and he had a great season. He had a great season, right? At the plate, for most of the season, he was fantastic. You look at September, he hit 184 with under a 600 OPS. Arguably, after October, the most important month in baseball, September. You look at his career against our our top competitor in the Dodgers. In his career against the Dodgers, he has a 611 OPS. A 611 OPS. And hey, maybe that's the case for quite a few of the Padres, right? They're not that good against the Dodgers. But he's significantly struggled against them. Um I brought up the mutual option, but a question I would have for you guys is if the Padres made Haseon Kim available, who is a more desirable trade piece in the MLB than Haseon Kim? Look at what Jorge Polanco got the Twins. I don't know if they're good players, but he got them like five or six players. I don't know if they're good players again, but is Jorge Polanco more desirable than Haseon Kim? I don't think so. I don't think it's even close. I think Polanco posted a two-war. Haseon Kim just posted a 4-4 war and a four-war the season before. He's, he's accumulated like a 9.1 F-war in the past what is it? Um, two years. He's he's mega valuable, man. He's an amazing player. But if you're looking at guys that hey, if the, if we're not going to necessarily compete this year, why not get guys that not only can help us this year, but maybe the next? They did it with Soto. Maybe they should do it with Kim as well. Um, so I'm on team trade Haseon Kim. I know the Korea series. It, it's kind of conflicting. A lot of people want to keep him because of that. Remember, it's only two games now. Maybe they'll keep him just for the Korea series and then entertain trading him after, but I don't really think it's worth it. If you're going to trade him, just trade him. That Korea series is going to sell out no matter what. People want to go watch Shohei. People want to go watch uh, Yamamoto, et cetera. And I know they're not – I don't know I, I don't know what leagues they each played in. I'm pretty sure the the latter two played in, uh, in uh, the Japanese league, whereas um, Kim played in the KBO. But 
either way, that series is going to sell out no matter what because of the names that are on these teams outside of Haseon Kim. So if you're going to trade him, trade him. I don't think the Korea series is is a is a valid argument to keep him. Um, that's my stance on it, yeah. Going back to the whole Polanco thing, Polanco has a two-year – like he's there for two years and potentially a third. He is worth another $3 million more than Haseon Kim. Yeah, you're right. Uh, trading him, you could potentially get a few guys. But like I said, are those few guys going to help us right now immediately? Probably not. Who knows how good those guys that we traded or they got traded for Polanco for are going to be any good. We've seen multiple times that the prospects we trade for major league talent, they don't always pan out. So why do it now? And plus, kind of, we kind of need him. I mean – yeah, he struggled against the Dodgers and he struggled in September, but those are two months. I mean, we've had multipliers last year go through way worse slumps than that. And Haseon Kim was one of the only reasons that this team was afloat. We he's one of he was one of the best leadoff hitters in all of baseball. And having Kim lead off with Machado and Bogarts and Tatis to follow kind of puts you in a lot better of a position to score more runs, which we were catastrophic last year, to say the least. We were one of the worst teams in MLB history with runners in scoring position, but we put ourselves in positions to actually score. We just going to get those runs in. I mean, X had a down year after the first few months. Machado went through slumps. Tatis went through a slump. I think even Tatis went through a slump in – September or it was no, it was in August. He went through one of the worst slumps that he had. It was like a he had a five eleven OPS. He was just really unlucky. He came back through September. Everybody goes slump. I don't think one month is really worthy to say that. Yeah, he struggled, but we all of our guys struggled at one point. And I think we don't really have a solidified leadoff hitter if he's gone. Yeah, you can go X, but. With his nagging wrist injury, we saw what happened when his wrist was hurting and how it really affected his bat and how many ground balls and ending, ending double plays that he hit into. I think we really just need a solidified bat. He's He gets his walks. He can steal a base. He puts himself into scoring position to the point where any prospect that we get is not going to be worth what Kim is. If you want to trade him at the deadline, I would argue – that's probably the more, most valuable time to trade him. If you're going to trade him, you're going to get him when he's still relatively fresh. Depending on the season he has, he's going to be worth more. Depending on which injuries occur in the MLB, you'd get even more bang for your buck then than you would trading him now. So I, I would agree to trade him at the trade deadline if you're not in a position to win. But right now, I don't see a point into it. I like that you bring that up because I was, I was going to ask about that. One is, does the trade deadline make more sense? But also, it was rumored that if Kim was to get extended, he would get extended for around $150 million. I'm assuming that's like six-year contract, right? What's, what's mm -hmm. that? I, it sounds In my head, that seems right AAV-wise. So, one, is that something that the parties are going to be willing to do? And two, it's $25 million you brought up the that's deadline – you brought up the deadline to keep him, and you're saying that you think that he would garner close to the same amount. What do we? Th why one? Why is that? Like because for Polanco's deal, right? Polanco's. I looked it up. It's four guys they got. 
and Polanco has this year and next year. I think he makes 10 year or 12 mil this year. Next year, he has a club option for 10 million. Probably going to accept that. He's like a year older than Kim. It's a, you know, you're getting him for two years. If you trade him at the deadline, so if you're holding him right now, are you going to be able to get, get close to that? Is it better if you trade him now or is extending him an option too? Cause that's where you're looking at the future with him. Okay. If you don't trade him, what happens? Is it way worse? Is it, does it close kind of some doors for you? Isaac, you can, you can lead it off. Um, I don't know. It seems like trading him at the deadline. We're already kind of concluding that we're going to be out of it by the deadline. Um, if we're in it by the deadline, he's not getting traded. If he's still on the team by then, he's not going anywhere. He's going to stay until the end of the season, and we're going to use him until then. Um, and that also probably means he was valuable to the team in some in some sort of way, right? If they if they are in it by then. Um, now, keep in mind that they are only projected for 75, 76 wins, and that's only projection. Last year, they were projected for, like, damn near 100, and they won 84, <laughs> and they were terrible. Um, so... Honestly, even though it's only one year, I think the fact that team, whoever gets him is going to be thinking, well, this isn't just a one-year commitment. This is a commitment where we can see us signing him for the long term. He's still a young player. He's probably going to get 25 or 22 to 25 million per year. Um, so I do think that a team is not going to see him as a short-term investment and give up short-term prices. I think they're going to give up a lot because they think of him as a long-term investment. Um, so I do think he can get, he can get us pretty close, if not more than what Polanco got us, got, um, the twins because Haseon Kim is a much more valuable piece. Uh, I think, again, I think Polanco posted a two war last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but Haseon Kim two years in a row has posted a four war, one of the best gloves in all of baseball. Um, and you think of the suitors, man, I was writing down the suitors earlier. The Brewers probably are not going to be a suitor anymore, considering it looks like they're not trying to compete. But the Blue Jays are a suitor. The Giants, the Mariners, the Cubs, the Marlins, the Red Sox. There are so many suitors out there for Haseon Kim. And then you think of other teams like uh, the Braves, whoever else there is, right? And there's a ton of them. And he's a very sought-out, highly desirable piece for any team out there. And then you look at his stats and you say, hey, these are some pretty damn good stats, right? And Chase, you're right. Absolutely amazing leadoff hitter. With no one on and no outs, he had a 936 OPS. Fantastic, right? With runners in scoring position, he had a 667 OPS. With runners in scoring position, two outs, 508 OPS. So with no guys on and at the beginning of the game, he is a stellar talent. He is amazing to have up there. Um, but then you look at the guys with runners in scoring position and you realize this is one of the guys that contributed to that issue. Um and it wasn't just Ha Young. It was damn near everyone. Manny, for sure. Xander, it was, 100%. It was everyone. Last it year was, was just... Was. Xander, for last sure. Last year was a story. If there last was a, year was a story. If there was a, a stat, for, I'm pretty sure he did end up grounding out to the most double plays. But inning ending double plays, Xander Bogarts probably leads your team, if not the league. He was horrible. Um And so, yeah, you know, back to Ha Young Kim. I'm not saying that the trade's not going to hurt. The trade wouldn't hurt. It would hurt me too. I really like Haseon Kim. I think he's a great player. The Soto trade hurt too. Um, but it was a trade that had to be done. This one doesn't have to be done. It's only $7 million and it's for a guy that 
quite frankly, easily surpasses that value. Um, but if you can get a lefty pitcher out of him, if you can get an outfielder out of him, if you can get both of those out of him, you know, whatever you can get, um, you at least have to entertain the fact that, hey, this is a very arguably the the guy that can get the most pieces in a trade on our team and maybe in the league right now. You have to entertain it and you have to be willing to listen to other teams and not just say and, and not just be on the side of, uh, well, the Korean series is going to bring us a lot of money. Let's not trade them or uh, we still got another year. Let's just keep them. If you're realistically seeing that you might not be able to compete this year and you're on the fence of competing and not competing, I think you should just trade them. I don't think the Padres have an option to not compete, though. That's been their whole branding yeah. right now is yeah. Yeah. We, we are competitors. We are going to try and put the best team out there. And the best team out there for the Padres is going to be putting Young Kim out there on in the infield. Uh, there was a stat basically showing any time that what a, a player has what a team, anytime a player has come to a team, the later it is within the off season or later it isn't within spring training, they are going to struggle with said team that much longer. Look at Manny Machado's first year. He struggled heavily, and he signed in what? Was it the end of January, beginning of February? That It has been shown that every single time a player joins a team, the later they join the team, the more they're going to struggle that first year. So at this point, even if we trade him right now, the player that we get will probably struggle. Every, t every person who comes to the Padres already struggles enough as it is throwing them into a brand new season to adjust to the hitting coaches that obviously don't really work for the Padres, at least you're just setting yourself up for even more of a failure. How many guys have been traded to the Padres within their first year and instantly continued to be the same player? Juan Soto didn't. Brandon jury took a while to get used to it. Josh Bell wasn't the same hitter. Garrett Cooper had all right numbers. Which hitter has been traded to the Padres and has continued to do what he does? Well, shoot. Um, no, that's a great question. I completely agree with you. There's there's no hitters that I can think of off the top of my head that have come over here and immediately produced great numbers. However, if your stat is correct, shoot, that means Halcyon Kim's going to struggle with the other team too. It's not a complete <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't help us either. <laughs> Now it um, depends if he goes to the ale, that doesn't do anything for us. That's true. Um, now, oh, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, but what I was thinking was like, we're in a position right now where Haseon Kim, he's not going to make or break our year. I don't think he's going to make or break our season. He didn't make or break our season last year. We weren't winning while he was putting up great numbers last year. We're not winning with his amazing defense. We haven't been doing that. Our season is going to depend on can we get another pitcher and can we get two valuable outfielders? You extended Jake Cronenworth to a seven-year deal. Now, you're locked in. You can't do anything about that. No one wants him. You signed him to be a second baseman. That's the thing. You can. Yeah, you can. But you signed him to be a second baseman and you moved him to a position that requires power. He doesn't have that. The most home runs he's hit is like 22. 
After that, he has not surpassed 20. So you're immediately decreasing someone else's value that you have already signed to a long-term deal in favor of someone that's only going to be around for another year. I, I can almost guarantee he's going to go somewhere else. We're not re-signing him. We don't have the money to re-sign him. And what a lot of people always complain about is that we sign players at their peak. That's what we did with Jake Cronenworth. So we did with Xander Bogarts. A lot of people complain that we sign players at their peak. We have seen Haseon Kim's peak. I think this is his peak. I think this is as good as he gets. Are you guys paying 20-something million for a 750 OPS? The four war is great, but does the four war really contribute to what the Padres need right now, considering how bad their offense has been and how bad they were the runners in scoring position and so on and so forth? The glove is great. Again, hey, I love the glove, but the Potters had a great ERA last year. They had a great defense last year, and it got them 84 wins. Clearly, the need is for offense. So maybe he is worth that money, but he doesn't fit what the Padres need. So an extension to me should be out the window. Great player, great market, great market to uh he brings in a great market, a huge market. But he's not, I, I don't think he fits what we need right now. Um, so I don't know, in my opinion, the easiest move is moving him. If you get the right deal, I'm not saying you have to move him, but if you do get an overwhelming package, you got to take it because I don't believe that you keep a guy just because of a series or just because of his peak in, in a, in a certain time frame. because that time frame outlasts what he did his rookie year. It wasn't, I mean, he was getting adjusted, but he wasn't that good his rookie year for a span. I think he had like what 720 OPS in 2022. I don't know what it was. It was something along those lines. That was that's not that great. He had a 750 OPS this year. So outside of a really like a three month time frame, he's been a 700 OPS ish player, and he hasn't amassed 20 home runs. So, I mean, again, he's a great player, man. Defensively, he'll fit a team that he'll fit a team that needs Gold Glover. I'll say that. A team that already has sluggers from top to bottom, he'll fit that team, but we don't have that. We have Tatis and Manny. Outside of that, we have no sluggers. So we need sluggers, man, and, and he doesn't fit that mold. So uh, I'm in favor. I'm definitely in favor of it. Now, again, I like him a lot. He's a cool player. He's a fun player. But um, trading a player at their peak has been what people have wanted for so long. It seems like people wanted to do that with Jake. So now that the opportunity arises for a guy that is probably the most sought-after trade piece, unlike Jake, he is the most sought-after trade piece on the market, if available. Um, I find it hard to believe that a majority don't want to do it. See, Alrighty. If you trade him, you're down a first baseman, and you're hoping to get one or the other in a left, an outfielder or a starter, which – you're just you're in an awkward position where no matter what you do, you're getting a lesser talent somewhere else, and you're messing with the team's chemistry just a little bit. And I'd rather just let it ride right now and trade them at the deadline. If we don't make it, just show hey, we're keeping the team together. It's your guys' season to lose. Give them that little bit of confidence in the from the front office, saying this is your guys' last chance. Is if you guys want to make it this year, we're riding with the same team. 
we're going to get an, uh, a depth DH, a depth outfielder, maybe a platoon guy. And if you guys don't do it, guess what? Kim's gone at the deadline. We're going to get damn near similar package out of him because he's going to be a sought-after piece from some sort of contender. And uh, guess what? We'll try again next year. I'd rather do that than trade him at the beginning of the year. All right, guys, I'm torn. I think Chase. <laughs> I think Chase's. I think Chase's points are really good at first, but Isaac, your whole your whole argument on the fit on trading a guy at their peak is very fair. But then, yeah, then I have the side of it where it's like, I'll say this. I think ideally, what would happen is you would be able to trade him at the deadline if you're not that good. And I think we all kind of agree that that might be the best spot. The only problem is that there's clearly more risk involved with that move. Like there clearly is. More risk, more Is he going to get extended? I don't think he would. And like, even if we want him to get extended for the party, I don't think it makes sense. Nope. That's that's the problem. You have to get rid of Cronenworth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Isaac wins. Chase, I had you. I had you booked down as the winner for a while, <laughs> but Isaac is a hundred percent right. Like he he doesn't. They need. They don't need him to win right now, and and I think that's going to be the biggest difference. Is not that he's not good. Not that he's going to be a really positively impactful player, but it's that they need sluggers. And also, like Chase, you brought this up. They don't need to go trade for prospects. That's not the type of trade they need to make. They need to trade him for guys that are that are MLB ready. MLB and what ready we had players, talked, yeah. what we had talked about before is like Max Kepler kind of deal, where that makes more sense. You know, mm-hmm. trading for him makes a lot of sense. So, I think I think that it makes more sense to trade him now. I also think that you would wait until after in the Korean series to trade for someone. I just think that's what would end up happening, but. I do think it makes more sense to trade Kim. Now, this is assuming that the right deal comes along, that it's, you know, pro-ready players, guys that are going to be impactful, whether that's a lefty starter, whether that's an outfielder, it has to be one of those two things. But if you do that, you get a power bat. It's it's pretty easy to find first baseman. That's the thing. Like you're talking that's the only thing is like it's pretty easy to find against you sign Garrett Cooper. Like, you know, like you can go and do that relatively easy where you're gonna get. You're still gonna get a good amount if you trade Kim. You're gonna get a lot if you trade him. So because of that, I'm I'm, I'm for trading him. I, I think it makes a little bit more sense. So, I, I dude, I think it's close though. I I think this is, is the most like fucking hard. The, it's one of the hardest topics, right? Like it's because you can easily see both sides of it. Okay, this is why you do it. This is why you don't. And ideally, you just wait until the deadline and trade him for close to the amount, and you're like, we're trying to contend with him. But that doesn't always work out because guess what? We could have traded Josh Hader at last year's deadline, and we were like, you have to trade Josh Hader. You have to trade Josh Hader. You have to do it. And they didn't do it. That's the problem. And I feel like if they got to that spot and they're like, we didn't get the best offer we didn't want, then they'll just not do it. And it's like, well, nice. Well, that last year was a little bit of an anomaly because right before the trade deadline, we fucking swept the Rangers out of nowhere. Oh my god, we're like, we're back, baby! Go! We're so back! And then uh, they proceeded to shit themselves. Yep. That sucked. That fucking sucked. 
Uh, I never, if even we talked about sweep the Rangers right there, we probably would have traded Hater. I agree. Yeah, and not trading Hater was a huge letdown. I mean, sure, great talent, right? Huge letdown though. You got like what fifty four innings out of him, bro. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I loved the twenty in twenty twenty two. Great move, man. But shit, this year was just. Considering how many times we won, it was not the move. It was not a good move. Um, well, also, you could have traded. You could have probably got more than what you traded for him. That was the yeah, thing. They the didn't really do we anything up. For it too. That was the best part. Everybody wanted to trade Hater because we were in such a low position. But no, nah, we had to sweep the World Series champs and <laughs> suddenly – throw ourselves into the we're back conversation and then not really be back and throw away everything that happened in another year too i want to say it was 2015 where they went on like a little hot streak before the trade deadline and suddenly they're like and eh, maybe we shouldn't sell and they fizzled out it might Matt it might have been a different it might have been even a different year too there was one where they weren't that no, good 2015 was the year because we got Justin Upton, we got Matt Kemp, we traded for Will Myers, we got James uh, Shields, James Tiger Shields Ross there. Audrey is sixteen. That was twenty sixteen. I don't know when it was. I just remember it. Yeah, twenty sixteen was the oh my! It was the All Star year. Yeah, and I mean. You know, again, going back to Haseon Kim, you're looking at a player that's like, fuck, man, do you really want to trade a four-war player, a 4.5-war player? Like, no, you never want to do that. I mean, he's a great player. Obviously, the players love him. Manny loves him. Uh, I'm assuming Profar is going to be back. Profar loves him. Um, <laughs> Snell loves him. And I think he's – not that I think he's going to be back, but he hasn't gone anywhere. So until then, I'm assuming he's going to be a Padre. Um, he was linked to the they love him, man. What yeah, I mean, what sound reasoning right there, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think he's a great clubhouse guy, man. The unfortunate part of that is the business, and and you know, tough decisions like that do have to be made at times. But it's not gonna it's not gonna feel good to see a guy like that go, right? I mean, you hear the Haseon Kim chance, you hear the the arguments of of why players why he's players' favorite player and so on and so forth. You never want to trade a guy like that. However, because of bad decisions made by the front office, you're in a position where you have to say, maybe this is the best move, right? And it's it's no one else's fault but AJ Preller's. Um, so you know, normally when you have a year like 2024 and 2023, you're saying, hey, we got this guy for another year or two. Let's go ahead and maximize his value now and try and win a World Series. Now, instead of that, you're saying, Shit, like, we're in a bad position. We don't know if we can extend this guy. And although he's a great talent, I don't know if he fits the mold of what we need. Maybe we have to trade him. Now, of course, if you have you know more sluggers. You know what we sound like right now? <laughs> Fucking Oakland A's. We're not the Oakland A's anymore. The Las Vegas A's. And I hate it. Yeah. No, I do too. We shouldn't be in this position. Really, we shouldn't be. Um, and, you know, after Peter Seidler passed, you kind of try and make sense of 2023 and you think, well, going in, 
you know, the signing of Xander Bogarts makes more sense now, considering he wanted to see a World Series be won in San Diego. And now it's going to fuck us up for another 10 more years. But <laughs> um, X's contract really isn't that bad. Like, it's bad. Don't get me wrong. But Cronenworth is so Cronenworth much worse. Uh-huh. Cronenworth messes up this whole thing just because you have him for another seven years. He's yep. trying to be a power hitter, and he obviously isn't. Yep. He's not the hitter that he used to if, Look, I, I know we want power out of him, but if you could just go back to being that gap-to-gap double guy, last year's struggles would have been so much less if he was just, hey, you know what, let me slap it into the left-center gap. Let me slap it into the right-center gap instead of let me pull it over the fence. No. And you could tell. Man. His swing his swing was so – it changed. It was a different swing. Yeah. It was him trying to hit for power. I bet we see him go back to kind of where he was I think so too. because he struggled. I would be very surprised if we don't, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it. Um, but let us know. What do you think? You think who, who one, who won the debate, but also like, what's your overall take on, on Kim? And, you know, is there anything else that you want us to discuss? Cause if you guys do let us know. Not a whole lot of Padre stuff going on right now. Spring training right around the corner. Um, so we're going to be getting some more. We'll be picking up definitely once that happens, but we're kind of just like, hey, we only have like a topic or two every week. We can only talk about so many things, but it was fun to get a couple episodes in this week and have some longer discussions, but uh, I think that's going to do it. So thank you all for listening. Let us know if there's anything else you want to talk about. Like, subscribe, do all that. We'll have Padres content all season long. Um, and yeah, thanks for following. Thanks, thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you all soon. Have a good night.